Night two of SCG of 2019, Skippo. We are here. La last show of the day. Last show of the and day. And we saved the best for last, especially the, no, after no, no, no. Ron. So this yeah, is good. It was the episode after Ronco from Faskin Oil and Ranch. We are now pleased to introduce to everyone Richard Pagel, working the Permian Basin. And he has some very, very interesting things, and we will get to those things. But first, Richard Pagel is a great friend of mine and someone that absolutely inspired me from the first day we met. A friend, Without question. A friend, for me, a mentor. Yep. He was our industry and advisor for our IBA team, the IBA team. First one in UTPB history. <laughs> Repeat that to win the Southwest section, and this man had a huge part huge of that. Huge role, man. And the, I bring that up because it's important why we're all here and we have beers in our hands and that we're drinking and we're listening to this. We're at a society where we meet individuals who have common interest, common curiosity, and we inspire each other to do better. It's as simple as that. What a life we get to live, man. And I just can't thank you enough for that friendship. And I'm glad we're going to move into now what Richard Pagel really did. How did you start? Well, long story. Um, so I had a pretty uh, different background from most geoscientists. I uh, undergrad UT, uh, started off computer science, didn't like Hook programming. Hook horns. Hook them horns. Uh, geology was cool. I can make <laughs> money, um, but really had no uh, no drive, no inspiration. Uh, I just knew that uh, Texas was better than uh, A&M, so I decided to go to Austin. That's all interesting. Why was his introduction way better than mine was? <laughs> what do you mean influential, inspiring? <laughs> but it translates because it happens in the industry, man. We have Aggies. You go to like I don't know a Vinton town that has most geoscientists. There's always either a Texas Tech or an Aggie joke. And the crowd will go wild. It'll be divided. Aggies and Texas mm -hmm. Tech and UT and all this stuff, man. It, it's funny how that stuff links up. It's like a cultural thing. It is, yeah. Competition. It's deep. Uh, 140 yeah. years? Yeah. Damn near. Yeah. 140 years Rivalry. of fighting each other? Yeah. That's when Ag, the Ag, Texas A&M was truly just an ag school. Yeah. They didn't even uh, allow. It was all male, all cadets until the end of the 70s. 80s? Wow, I yeah. didn't know that. And then they long. started letting females in, but they still had to be in the core. Then eventually they just said you could just be a student. But for a long time, you had to be in the core. Yeah. Wow, that's mm. interesting history. Interesting. So processing for a long time with Pagel, you dive into that. Yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I started off actually really early on in the micro seismic world. Yep. Uh, so my, my first taste of the industry, more or less, was unconventional uh, exploitation uh, uh, technology being used to try to figure out. Speak up, man. Trying to figure out all these. Uh, these uh, kind of problems that engineers were having with their completions. Uh, that's what microseismic was first kind of used for. Right. Uh, back in uh, 2008 when I kind of started, everything was very, uh, very uh, early on, very basic. Right. Theory but and all of it. Huh? Yeah. It was all, it was all not, I don't want to say BS, but uh, yeah, a lot, 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 <laughs> lot of growing pains. But, um, and they still are. It's still new technology. But it, but it introduced me to the unconventional world, and I've, I've been there ever since. So my whole, my whole career has been in unconventionals. Right. And I've had a very, uh, not unique, but a, a very well-rounded look between completions, uh, uh, you know, engineering. I jumped over to CGG. Right. right. I was in the reservoir characterization world, doing all the high-end QI work, trying to integrate the, wow. the geomechanics with the, with the rock I didn't physics. I that much of the yeah. QI. Yeah, yeah, so I never did. I, did, I never did actual processing in the in the imaging sense. Right. It was taking multi-client data or whatever, and, and moving it to the rock property. Right. Uh, 
an unbelievable perspective, dude. If I can just recap what you said. You're on the processing service side while the unconventional play is developing. While the operator is figuring out what's happening and the responses of this, at the same time, the service providers who are giving them the data are, is also doing the same thing. You are truly just an integrated position in the sense of service and operator in the unconventional world. Yeah, try, trying was, to figure out how to use technology to help out operators. That was, and that was that eight that was to ten years long. What did you do that for? Uh, it was seven years of between uh, Pinnacle Halliburton and CGG. But yeah, but, but my, my expectations from spending seven years in technology, um, right, trying to, trying to figure out what operators are thinking, how they're using it, right. going to an operator that's actually very successful, seeing right. how they're using it. Yeah, almost, yeah, two years working in Eagleford, two years in Midland. Oh, that's right, that's where, where, where we met, cross uh, paths, man. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, I spent two years working Delaware Basin. So I got, right. I got totally immersed in the West Texas Permian Basin culture. Right. Uh, Get on that mic, dude. And, uh, yeah, just fell in love with it. Very, very uncomfortable right now. <laughs> <laughs> I got to – let me jump in with a caveat real quick. Let's do this. I don't know if you – you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. I'm curious, though. Since you did all that work with the service companies and then made the switch over to being an operator, when people were coming in and giving you results or you were re reviewing those results, what percentage of the time were you like, okay, this was a, this was a good delivered product? Because a lot of people have no idea what they're buying. Yeah, they're so just told that they're supposed to buy it, and they believe wow. whatever Halo these guys yeah. come up with. I'm wow. not going to say what company it was, that's but a company. That's real, man. That's that, absolutely real. It's, it's, it's very common. Very common. Uh, it happens in every one of their service lines and, and between drilling, completions. I mean, everything that uses technology. So they're going to pay for the horsepower. They're going to pay for you know, equipment. But the one running the interpretation, they're, they're the ones. Really? They're collecting the data. They're driving the vendor to collect data a certain way. They don't care what the vendor thinks about the data, right? It's it's their ideas. Oh, it's nice. just they don't have, you know, they don't have a frack crew, right? So they got to pay somebody right. to pump, right? But they don't care what that company has to say about how to frack. You right? pump to our design. Yeah. We're not pumping yeah. your design. Well, of and course, it, it, yeah. it, it crosses over to the seismic world too. The, 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 the kind of for, for seismic processing. I mean, they're the ones driving the processing flow, right? Wow. And, and they're not going to budge until the product wow, is dude, what they want. So badass. And I've, I've, I've taken that to where I'm at now and it's, but where I'm at now is more like the, the traditional, right? To kind of trust the, the, the vendor, mm -hmm. right? Kind of give exactly. them the benefit right, of the doubt. Yeah. So, so I'm fighting a battle both internally <laughs> and externally wow. uh, with that kind of mindset. Um, yeah. Wow. Dude, so if I could recap that, it's that was a phenomenal bro. question. That's <laughs> what I do. <laughs> that was a phenomenal question because Dude, and I think it helps both the it helps both the operator, the right. customer, and the and the, and the service service provider because the, the customer is driving the product that they Dude. know more about the the geology what it's going to be right. used for right. So if they can if they can convince mm -hmm. whoever's doing the work to do it a certain way, it's going right. to actually help their understanding right. of to the recap, workflow. Recap my understanding of that is you blurring the line. <laughs> between service and operator. They're blurring the line better than most. And may maybe too much, but. <laughs> that, uh, that sets up the drill down section of this perfectly, which is we're gonna go into David Ramsden Wood on LinkedIn. This guy has unbelievable knowledge of the overall industry and he just says it like it is. He calls himself cynical and he just puts it all out there. Everyone responds to it. Like, this guy's posts are always blowing up and but, everyone's but, seeing it. Certainly everybody here that's. Re regardless, what? If you agree with what he's doing or not, right. it's starting a discussion. It is, right? man. It's starting a, a really good discussion. Whether, it's, whether that interpretation on his end falls on his face, like, look at this, 97 comments, 97 professionals yep. 
chiming in. Right. Right. Either agreeing or being like, no, you're right. totally wrong. You're Someone said it was insightful. For some reason, you get those options to say why you like it and say, uh, <laughs> they say this, celebrate <laughs> and that it's insightful. Is and that, that what the light bulb is? Yeah. Oh insightful. Dear oh, Reservoir man. Engineers, Changed you know it was coming is what it says. You are the steward of asset value, and since it's just you and me talking, can we be honest? The gig is up. Spacing tests are com uh, coming out, and it looks bad in the Bakken, Stack, Eagleford, Midland, Delaware. Everywhere is showing significant EUR degrade, uh, degradation, right? De degradation because you recommended drilling wells too close together. Increased density has massively hurt EURs per well, and both know B factors are lower and terminal declines are higher. This is where he's calling out reservoir engineers. And, in, and Pagel, in your opinion, how do you feel about that comment? Because you are the operator that's drilling those wells. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, I think he's uh, right. There's obviously a lot of different uh, perspectives internally in companies, and they all work differently. Yep. I think he's he's wrong when it comes <laughs> to uh, right the reservoir engineer right when he capitalizes the you recommend drilling wells too close together uh -huh. right it's, it's normally an integrated decision you have the geologists and you have the petrophysicists yeah. and you have and he, you <laughs> have everybody coming yeah, yeah you have yeah. everybody who's kind of looking at the data together Insane. and companies that it. are that are doing it the right way right that's right and they're actually coming to these conclusions based on what the data they have um, but there are probably companies out there that aren't doing that, that, that are engineering basically, I mean, the whole factory engineering uh, uh, terms you hear, I mean, it comes from somewhere, right? It actually exists. There are yeah. companies out there that are basically blindly trusting reservoir engineers using these box models with no heterogeneity. Right. And so kind he's of just, picking yeah. on a part of the industry that absolutely exists. Yeah, it assumes that everybody's doing it the same way. And maybe doesn't assume, but it's, it's just calling them out yeah. in a professional way. I would say, <laughs> but but but, but what, what what do you do? I mean, do you do you not test the closer you have spacing? To. Yeah, that's you the thing, to. right? Like if we didn't do that. Yeah, then we everyone we talking about that's what we need to do. Yeah, yeah. we got to get closer. But then, and to be fair, there have been companies that have had success downspacing, right? I mean, sure. I, it, it works in places. Sure. I mean, yeah, it, it does. does yeah. It does work in places, but figuring out where it does work and where it doesn't work, I think that's where he's hitting on, right? Because there's companies that are trying to downspace, and then they just threw nine million dollars down a hole. Which is also a lie. It's probably more like eleven, right. twelve million dollars. I, I think investors need to be better educated and do better due diligence Absolutely, when they're man. when they're looking at this data and make they make trust their us, though. It's our professional responsibility to tell the investor that you are trusting our decision, you're trusting our philosophy of breaking this problem down, and we're going to provide you great returns on your investment. That is our responsibility as a professional that they invest in. It but, is against our interest no. to waste money. They they kind of know that. But it, it's also a conflict of interest, right? Because you want them to give you money. So if they're like, we really want to push this idea, they might not be the most experienced. You might give them your opinion, but at the end of the day, they're the ones that are paying you, right? They're the ones that are they're the ones that are funding these projects. So right. they get the last word. Sure. At the end of the day. Sure. And some of these companies probably very sure, but. Uh well, well, I don't know if it's last word or they just pull their money if, if you they don't. Pull their, yeah, yeah, they're one like, of the no, two, yeah, right? yeah. You need $100 million, we only have 50 and then you got to figure it out. Now, the point I was trying to make and your perspective on all this is the reservoir engineers, man, when you're sitting in that room and there's a, a fleet of reservoir engineers and a fleet of geoscientists in the room and we're making the best decision we can possibly make for the company and for the results for each individual person. We want bonuses. We want that to happen. What are they like? Yeah. I mean, the, uh, so... The ones that I work with, they're actually they're actually doing a really good job coming to the geoscientists 
and trying to understand the spatial heterogeneity nice. and what makes things work. So you're showing but them cross lines of yeah, size. Yeah. You're showing them all this stuff, of course. What do they say it is? They need to get better on completion. Someone's pounding the table saying, we got to spend money here or there. Yeah, I mean, it's not uh, completions. I mean, for now, I wouldn't say the industry is kind of like giving up. But I mean, there's kind of like a base a base completion that everybody's kind of using more right. or less. Uh, water hunter mesh, right? Yeah, hunter mesh, you know, a certain rate, kind of cluster spacing. It's kind yep. of, everybody's kind of coming together, merging to a single uh, point. We're not going to run around and just kind of chase what the market's doing. If you if you give yourself a second to step back and watch yeah. over a five, ten year period, you'll learn a lot more than if you're trying to move every month and try to keep up with the fancy Huge, stuff. Huge, yeah. But, but that's not a critique more than just... A private well, not a company at all, that has these guys are figuring it out on day to day, right? And That's they have different right, yeah. spacing, so they're I mean, affecting dealing, their reservoir I mean, You're dealing differently. with two different animals here, right? You're yeah, talking about what I mean, half a million gross acres, about maybe a little bit less mm. than that, versus you know this privately owned ranch where you own 100 percent of the minerals, 100 percent mm. of that. Because I mean, when you're dealing with NRI differences too, I mean, that's that's yeah, a do you know what it shouldn't, right? Do you remember what a CVC is? I'm sorry. Do you remember what a CVC is? <laughs> uh, it's been a minute. <laughs> I don't wow. miss chasing for, for everyone in the audience. The CDC is a continuous development clause. Continuous <laughs> development clause that's happening in the Permian Basin. You drill one well, you have to be well, back on that lease, yeah. back around yeah. that 180 well. days. 180 days. So 180 days. So there's there's no time days. to understand. Six, it 60 again. days from rig dollars in the ground before you get production data. Yep. Sometimes Faskin I mean, is still trying to help the New Mexico community just like everybody else. So, yes, I'm still very much <laughs> <coughs> having to deal with all of those CDCs as well. Wow. So, yeah. Okay, I buy it. I buy it. All right, let's slide up to completion. He has a completion comment. P-Dog, completion. Completion. It's a little bit shallower. Not much shallower than where we were. Dear completions engineers. I don't like his go. hashtag. The hashtag uh, ha bothers me. Hashtag hot takes? I don't like it. Hot take. <laughs> no, hot take of the day. Right, I don't like this. Skippa, what is this one saying? That's not a good idea. Dear completions engineers, if you are the boss of one, please stop reading. They are scared of you, but they <laughs> need to hear this. Volume one. All right. So this is a multi-part series. I like to blame the C-suite for the decisions companies make, but it is the job of technical people to evaluate data and give analysis. Unfortunately, the current paradigm is that fear of unemployment exceeds the fear of destroying capital. We were just capital. talking about that. It, we did. As a matter of fact, you guys should have been here. It's time to end the cycle of the status quo. Let's start with coil tubing. Seriously, it's 2019. That is a $300,000 bill to drill plugs that may or may not have the flow capacity six months from yeah. now to change the non-IP rates, dissolvable sleeves, large flow throughs. Dude, and then he goes wire yeah. lines, well, well, tracers, microseismic. He calls it all out. But well, I mean, let, let's talk about micro, let's just, micro seismic. Are you kidding? We don't even know <laughs> uh -oh. what cluster uh -oh. the fluid is going in. Frack rocks make oil. <laughs> Frack rock make oil. It's like caveman. Ah. Well, I mean, so we can hit. <laughs> so for sure, I mean, the uh, the plugs, dissolvable plugs are a big push right now. Yeah. And I mean, companies are testing that. And I think, oh, yeah. I think yeah. cold tubing, I mean, it, drill outs and all that aren't going to be happening in the next couple of years. I mean, there's right. huge strides in that. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, and I don't know about, enough about completions, but they're sliding sleeve and plug and perf and coil. I mean, well, I mean, we're not yeah. Airtech, so we're not really going to offend too yeah. many people. But I mean, these different methodologies, right? They all say they can do something that the other can't, right? Sure. And what he's basically saying is none of that really matters. You're breaking rock. 
and that's that's what matters the most. That's all yeah, at the end of the day. Well, that's well, all we know we're doing. What's your thought on that, Troy? Hot take of the day. <laughs> Troy, what's your hot take of the day? <laughs> hot take of the day. <laughs> okay, hot take of the day. Hold on. All that matters is you put the well in the ground and you frack it. That's all that matters. Ladies and gentlemen. That was mm. probably the most triggering question you could have asked. <laughs> Pagel, you're killing me. You cannot do that. It's not working. You can't do it. It's not how the geology is working. It's not what geochemical analysis are telling us. It's not what the complexity of the rocks, the geology, is telling us to do. That is telling us to be way more precise. It matters where we land, and it matters that you have frack barriers, without question. Without question, that matters. But what matters more is what the rocks are saying. When you look at the cuttings and you look at whole core, and not just a K-Fee relationship, you have to look at this stuff geochemically. You have to use rock eval paralysis, and you better have a scientist who knows geology. You need a structural geologist because that's the only medium between the geology department and the engineers. Structural geologists like Skippo, his thesis explains what's happening. There's preferential movement in the system. There's preferential things happening in these reservoirs, and it's predictable. But you need a good structural geologist, and it breaks in a specific way, just like our fracks break the rock in a specific way. So the reservoirs engineers can understand why it's important to know that. And then match that up with Geochem, dude. It's going to say that we this is a terrible idea. We're wasting a ton of energy outside of our reservoirs in the unconventional. That's the facts. Absolute facts. That's what I. That's my hot take of the day on completions, Pagel. Thanks for calling me out. <laughs> <laughs> that's a nice plug for Skippo. Hey, dude. Hey, Skip's Skippo. thesis is going to change the world. Matt Scipione's thesis from UTPB on structural geology of the Midland Basin is going to change the world. When nah, it comes nah, give, nah, me, nah. give me 10 years. Let me see that shit first. Give it 10 years <laughs> for everyone else to catch up. Two Let's weeks. go, Skippo. Two I weeks. I got you, dog. Two weeks. I got you, dog. <laughs> All right. And, hot. and Ronco is his advisor. <laughs> so just to, put everyone, yeah, just to give everyone the audience an idea, this guy's going to be sitting there grilling me for the hour I'm after I'm finished. I'm going to destroy that thesis. Dude, uh, no, you have no idea. It's going to be awesome. It's a great segue, uh, though, into Ramsden's question. So let's move up to geoscientists. Here's what Ramsden has to say about geoscientists. Let's load it up. Scroll it up. He calls out geoscientists and all these rants. He talks about every aspect of, of our business and what we do. This is what he says about geoscientists. Come on. Oh. Dear geoscience community, I, felt, <laughs> I feel awkward. I don't know how to say this. You picked the longest posts of all time. <laughs> <laughs> we've been together for a long time. We've, we've also grown so It's really just so coming much. from his diary. That's why it hurts me to say it's not me, it's you. I'm sorry. That's what he says. Such a shock, right? How can, uh, how can I not think exploration is fun, prospecting, finding new, new plays, doing science, getting core, licking rocks? <laughs> Our industry needs this. Unless you are offshore or international uh, or have a lot of personal money to drill your own prospects, no one cares. That's what he says. No one cares. You're not, you're not providing any real value is what he's saying in that post, that little rant. All the cheap oil has been found in this area, uh, or this era. That's why oil production was declined until the shale revolution. Bottom line, public companies can't do exploration in the U.S., and they shouldn't. Do, uh, shouldn't. Doing exploration would be like Tesla building a combustion engine. Exactly. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one. And then he goes on about, what does he say? Bakken, like uh, Eagleford, yada, yada. Economic questions, to say the least, for the point. So like a Band-Aid being ripped off, let's do this. He, he misspelled Eagleford, by the way. It's and he <laughs> says, geos all credibility is gone. <laughs> Eagleford spelled wrong. You're calling out geologists, and he's basically saying all we are, we're just helping with geosteering, and it's fun. 
So, but geoscience is coming back without question. Geologists are going to start coming back because that's what built this whole thing. We, get, we now have a new tool called geochemistry and understanding what's going on when you mash that up with rocky valve paralysis and this thing we call kerogen. Very interesting things taking place. It's a dynamic system that's incredibly complex. Geologists are coming back and we have value. So my post back to him. Let's scroll down. Scroll down. Here's my post. Go to the, po go to the post or whatever. Yeah. Oh, you commented? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here's what it says. Here's what it Scroll says. Scroll down. Come on, more, Load more comments. Load more comments. Right there. We have one minute to get through this. There oh, there it is. Perry, you got to be kidding me. Perry, you got to be kidding me. The Google <laughs> shit. You have dude. one job. There, we go, there, there we go. it is. All right. All right. Comments. Load comments. comments. Comment. Slow down. I know you're nervous, P-Dog. <laughs> no whammy, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy. There it there is. is. <laughs> 24 <laughs> likes. Look at that. There's nothing better than a lick of a good carbonate from 280 million years ago packed with fossils. It's got to be on the bucket. It's a, it's a bucket list thing. You have to attend. Uh, I said you have the attention of the world, man. And with it, you are serving up some delicious humble pie for the energy industry. Hashtag not biased, but bias. Advancements in geoscience is our only hope to get better in this industry. Modern technology and, and brave engineering has got us to this point. We call the unconventional resources. But let's be honest, today, we're hopeful in prayer and doubtful in meetings. The story is in the stones, amigo. It's an incredible challenge, and we are willing to give, uh, we're not willing to give up, and we will not fail. The industry will not fail. It ha never has. We've been under all kinds of pressure in the history of the oil and gas industry. There is no way we fail. So we're moving forward. The future is bright, David. We're enjoying this journey. Uh, with you. Finally, uh, we got Geoscience Post. You delivered flawlessly. Paradigms are shifting. Make way for the unknown. The story is in the stones. Period. That's a, a fact. Amen, for, dude. For, <laughs> amen, brother. <laughs> Hell yeah. For everyone oh, in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> amen, dude. Oh, man. Anyway, so that's the end of Ramsey. I mean, he's, po he's saying how it is. It's the reality. It's this window of time we keep talking about this is, at Icon this is, Live. This is the the last take of the day coming from Ronco and Pegs, and then it looks like we got to get out of here. This is it. We're yeah. killing the show. So, so, so real quick, so uh, my perspective on this whole uh, geoscience, you know, not being important, uh, from, from my perspective, coming in as a, you know, 22-year-old in the unconventional world, I think a lot of the problems we've had is, right, the, the, the leaders that were drilling all these conventional plays, understanding how all this worked with conventional uh, you know, assets, right? They, they tried to, to take their knowledge and shove it into the unconventional space and it just didn't work, right? So I think there was a, this, this period that last five, six years where there was uncertainty of how this is going to be applied, right, to our current problem, wow. right? And instead of mm -hmm. taking a step back and figuring out from scratch, you know, we, we know the physics, we, we understand how all this stuff works on, 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 the, on the very basis level, Right, come up with new ideas instead of trying to take old ideas and and, and plug them into a and new plug model. In. And like I, one of the talks in my session today, it was you know talking about the rock physics models, and they were talking about Archie and all this stuff for water saturation yeah. and how it doesn't work in unconventionals. And they're trying to tweak those models to make it work for unconventionals. Why not create new models? Wow. Based on what we're, we're trying, trying to do, right? Yeah, like, we're trying. and we know but the water's coming too, right? We from production. But, but we, not, yeah, not but just Archie, but everything, right? Like, all we do is try to take, even in the seismic world, we try to take this, you know, this AVO stuff that was used for, you know, DHI stuff, and we try to apply it to unconventionals without really thinking, is it even like, right. you know, like why? Why are we doing that? Because 
right? The people that were doing it before, that's what worked, right? So they figured it's just going to work here, right? Instead of just rethinking the whole problem. And I think it's what we're doing now. We have this younger generation coming up that are basically being educated, right? And their first lick of the industry is yeah. unconventional. I think it's that, that's going to help boost everything. I wow. think the next, you know, five, five, ten years, all these problems, not all the problems, but it's no. going to help, right? Yeah. <laughs> totally. Do you agree? 100%. And we had a great What was the question? Wrong girl. The next generation. Us. one job, man. Us. The question was about us. The question was about us. So we had a great talk with, gosh, just to wrap this up, it was about the, the concept of creating an environment that's got the, the, uh, the philosophy from both the mentors and the mentees to get together and make that change, right? Everybody knows that's real, and we're trying to do that. All this stuff, we're, we're all trying to do this, man. It's not like we're not, right? It's just we're here, and this is it. We're moving forward. We're integrating better than ever. Communication between everyone is better than ever through goofy things like LinkedIn or whatever else or this podcast. We're sending this signal out, and people are responding, man, and that's what we're doing. And I cannot thank you guys enough to be standing behind these microphones, man, and meeting you from day one. It's been a blessing. Dude, our, our futures are bright, fellas. Skippo. <laughs> we have. <laughs> <laughs>